It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi everybody, thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. Martin Keown was alongside myself, Simon Jordan, with Sean Dyche set to take the managerial hot seat at Everton. And to look ahead to Arsenal's FA Cup clash with Manchester City tonight. I never doubted it, Simon. Martin Keown, we were told this morning, running late because of train disruption, because of a bit of this, a bit of that. Martin Keown strolls into the studio right on time. So it's good morning. Well, Jim, if you build in time for any delays or any issues, then you invariably get here on time, don't you? So it was a bit tricky this morning. They made it difficult. Someone, something fell on the line, actually, between Oxford and Reading. So I had to go a different route. All right. I sympathise with all those people who did that on the milk train virtually. We stopped everywhere on the way here. But anyway, I made it. You made it. What, well what, done. What, what fell on the line? Your pad of useless information. I thought, <laughs> listen, I thought we'd biffed him off to Monday on the dead spot. I was surprised to see him oh, on the dead Friday. Spot, the dead spot. No, no, no. no, 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 no I mean no. the best show of the week. Oh. Sorry. No, no, no. Martin, you're going to be launching us into the week fairly soon. But today, uh, you're launching us into the weekend. There's a lot going on out there. And we're right across the lot. Your club, uh, Arsenal, of course, in FA Cup action tonight. But Simon, as we stream live on YouTube and Facebook, it would appear it would appear that uh, Bielsa came and went. Maybe he hasn't gone yet. Maybe he's still around uh, the place. But we know that he flew into London. We know that he's had talks with uh, Farhad Mashiri about the vacant manager's job at uh, Everton. But it's our understanding that Bielsa, it was a good chat, but he wasn't ready to commit at this stage. Mm. So now it's Deitch. Now yeah. it's Deitch. Now you were impressed, were you not, by Sean when he was in here with yeah, you and I recently? Very much so. When I saw Carlo Torre getting a boot from Wigan, I assumed Mashiri was making a move for him. But um, <laughs> but um, Sean Deitch, I think uh, we've advocated for, and obviously he came in and saw us before uh, before the turn of the year. I think there's a lot about Sean Deitch that gets misrepresented. You know, and, uh, he doesn't misrepresent himself or his lack of you know his belief in himself because he is very confident and believes that he is capable of doing the job and any job that's put in front of him. Yeah. So I think it's a sensible move. You know, I think it's a sensible move. I hope that they've sorted out the contract in terms of make it a proper contract for Sean. But I think it gives Everton an opportunity. It's a difficult job, but he's a grown up and he understands his way around. He's got enough experience to be able to manage the uh, the shortcomings of the squad that they've got there at the same time as 
put this put these put these players into perspective. He's got a couple of players there that he knows. Dwight McNeil, about time he turned up, and I'm sure that he'll get James Tokowski performing at a better level. That's so right. I think it's a sensible, uh, half decent appointment. Yes. Um, as we said, Martin Sean Dyche was in with Simon and myself quite recently. It was quite. It's uh, almost coincidental that we were talking to him on that day uh, about the perception of him and believing that he's still a Premier League manager. This is what he said. Seven out of eight years in the Premier League, I think I've, I've earned the right to at least have a window to look at if a Premier League fancy me, you know, Premier League club. If they fancy me or they want me, they want to interview or whatever they need to do to give me a chance. So, you know, Eddie's a good example. I mean, he waited quite a long time. It was like 18 months or whatever. Yeah. Come around his way. I think I've earned the right to at least have a window to be back in what I would describe one of the best leagues in the world, if not the best. Don't forget, Miles, a journeyman player, I played at all different levels. So I'm not against managing at any level. But the point is, you, you earn the right to at least give yourself a window for other teams, a chance. Because there's only 20 jobs out there in the Premier League. They're not all going to come up at once and you're not going to be the flavour of the month for all of them. You know, the, the thing is, that, you know, through the media, which you're in, obviously, you get put in a box, right? I yep. don't fight that box. You can put me in a box, no problem. My players know what to do. They know how we train. They know what our outcome is. If you think we go on the training field and kick the ball forward, we don't. We never did. You've got a group of players that you've got to be productive with. The only football club when I got there were cutting costs, selling players. Within a year and a half, we're in the Premier League. Everyone was saying, right, that is a miracle. But now how can you stay there? Trust me, you are not going to stay if you're Burnley, playing like Man City. It's just a fact. I agree. So do I play like Man City and get the sack? Or do I play a way that these players can develop, learn, and improve, and stay in the Premier League, yeah. and everyone wins? What's, you, what's Sean well, Dyche's um, perception of Sean Dyche, like the manager? I think I'm authentic, I'm hardworking, I think I know the game, I think I'm modern behind what people may think. If you looked at our analysis, our standards, our science, and all the things we were trying to put into place at Burnley, they're just as, as good as anyone else's. That's behind the scenes. But like I say, you live in a box in the media world, and it's an easy box for me to be in, so I don't fight it. I go, okay, fine. Now, Martin Keown is with us. Martin, we, we really liked Sean, and we liked what he said <laughs> that day. <laughs> Came and went, but made some great points. Simon gives Dykes a thumbs up. Should he be appointed at Everton? Do you? Well, I, I think um, the, 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 what's at stake here, obviously, is Premier League status for Everton. Uh, just going back to his previous point there about, you know, you don't play like Man City when you're the Burnley manager. I think that's what cost him the job in the end because he wasn't able to take the next step, which was to pass the ball and play some football, as Vincent Company is showing that this group of players is more than capable of doing. I felt at the end, um, it wasn't a good ending. And I think that's for lingering in the minds of owners and chairmen of football clubs. But if we go back to the beginning of his tenure, how he was able to gain promotion, uh, how he was able, with, you know, with the real constraints financially, I think we should look at those positives. Then, yes, throw him into Everton and let's see how he gets on. But I don't think it'd be for the purist. I think it will be uh, about putting balls into channels. He's a percentage manager. Um, and I think in the end uh, at Burnley, they everyone got frustrated with it and it was it wasn't a great watch and in the end they couldn't make two passes if I'm being absolutely blunt I was shocked at the quality of their play at the end um, but over the piece he did an amazing job at Burnley and let's hope he can do the same at Everton but are you not doing by putting them in a, in a box as you, no, no, no. you've effectively talking, done you've asked me for an honest opinion you've asked me for an honest he's opinion. accusing certain aspects of the media well because of, of the way they played because it's about I think you have to evolve I think as a manager in the Premier League... And you don't you think get, he has? Well, no, I think that he made all the best necessary steps, but I think the next step... Now, maybe he'll tell us that was down to the budget. Maybe he didn't have the, the financial clout 
that uh, he, he thought he, he, was, he needed and he deserved. Um, so what, well, is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down to him? I think it's work in progress, see how he does. I think he's a man with a point to prove. And I don't know if there's many other options around. I think Bielsa with murder ball and all the rest of it and all the ideas and the craziness would have been a, an interesting one. Um, but Sean Dyche, for me, makes a, a good alternative. Mm. But he's got to go and prove it. <coughs> yeah. I think it's a much simpler, more logical appointment, I think Simon, so too. I than, don't, than Bielsa would have been. I don't agree with Martin. I watched Burnley play Palace last year in a very good game, in a very competitive game where there was a lot of football play. And I think what Sean did towards the end of his time is he started to mix up the message about having some players that were a little bit more ball players, a little bit more footballers than some of the workmanlike players he was able to get before. We got in players like Maxwell Cornet, who are good players, but they weren't actually advancing Burnley's cause so much. So I think he got himself in between two stalls. I actually think that Sean is quite a progressive manager. And I think there is an element of we can all live in this utopian world where you can evolve a team and play at a certain standard. In the end, it catches up with you. Go up, Swansea. Swansea went into the Premier League, played lovely football, played lovely football, played lovely football and got relegated. And now they're stuck in the Championship. You've got to cut your cloth accordingly. So I think Sean Dyche um, is a sensible appointment. I think it's a brave move for both of them. Um, it's a slightly desperate move from Everton more than the brave one because they're in, a, in, they're in and amongst it now. But I think Sean is exactly... I think the interview you heard from him, what you heard from him, Sean is no shrinking violence. Exactly. And I would imagine it isn't the easiest job, despite the fact I like him, it isn't the easiest job to manage him as an owner of a football club or CEO because he's got very definite views. And despite the fact he appears to understand other people's point of view, what I took away from the meeting that I had with him when he was in here, I thought, hmm, you're a leader. And that would make you very challenging at times for those that you work for but it would probably make you quite inspiring for your players. And if you talk to players that have played for him, most of them know where they stood with Sean Dyche. And I think players like that, they know where they stand, they know what's expected of them. So I expect him to arrest this nosedive. I do, I expect him to... What, and stay in the Premier League? Yeah, I do. I think that this is an appointment that will challenge wow. the other three worst right. sides in the division. Right. Um, and that's what we're looking at, three is, worst sides. Is it part as well? Of course, the immediate thing is that they don't want to get relegated, they want to stay up, but then if they appointed someone who, if they do go down, has good knowledge of actually promoting and that getting true. the team back that, up. That too. So it's, it's a little true. bit twofold in this instance, whereas up to now it's been, mm. what are we on now, seven or eight managers in eight years at Everton? It's been astonishing the number of the turnover of managers. Yeah, I just think, Martin, it's a more logical appointment. I really do. And like Simon, I, I was always impressed by Sean Dyche, no matter what. But when he was in here that day, sat down and launched into it, I thought, jeez, yeah, you can do a job for somebody. But and now there's somebody's effort. He left you under no illusion. You, you can see people that can say things. We can all sit in studios and we can all talk about things that we haven't got to do. And every now and again, you meet someone that you listen to and you think, actually... I think you can do what you say you can. I think you're comfortable in your own skin. You know your own space and place in the world. And I think Deitch will go in there and he'll straighten up a few people. He'll yeah. put a few people's noses out of joint. Yeah. Think, and he'll get it going the right way. And Martin, I, you're I, talking about the way that Burnley are playing under Vincent Company. That's in the championship. Yeah. Can yeah, they play is. that way it, in the a, Premier League? Yeah, yeah, they can, yeah. No and he'll do that. And he'll play and he'll, and he'll stick to that philosophy because that's what he's built on, built on, isn't he? Pep Guardiola, disciple again. They play in a certain way. It doesn't change, Jim. It doesn't change at all. So I expect that to be the case when eventually Burnley get promoted. Mm. And it's it's looking very likely that they will. So it's also looking very likely today that Deitch will be appointed uh, at Everton. You One Jim, more I thing just to think, say. I just think when he, when he gets in there, he needs to find a way to make them successful. And I think the most successful they've been under Ancelotti, certainly when they were getting Calvert-Lewin into the six-yard box, tap-ins, great balls into the box. So at the moment it doesn't look like they can score a goal to save their lives. Mm. So the manager has to turn that around and get, get the whole thing functioning. 
There's decent players in the group. You know, he's got he's got McNeil and Tarkovsky are potentially facing back-to-back relegations. Nobody wants that on their CV. There's a lot there. There's a lot of proud Evertonians as well that he's got to try to deal with yes. to calm it all down. He needs to get results quickly. They've got to stop conceding goals, soft goals, easy goals. And I think that's where he'll start like anyone does. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to win a game, don't lose it. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Friday morning, Friday, January the 27th. It's Jim White, it's Simon Jordan, it's Martin Keon. We're live on Talksport FA Cup action tonight with uh, Martin's beloved Arsenal going to Manchester City. Uh, Arteta reuniting, of course, with uh, Pep Guardiola. We'll get to that further down the line, but all eyes on the Everton situation at this stage. It's understood that Sean Dyche now very much in the box seat. Uh, very much the man that Mashiri is talking to very much the man that Mashiri could well end up appointing later on today Sean Dyche we understand expected to be named Everton manager later on today because Marcello Bielsa after his discussions apparently not ready to commit at this stage but Simon we're talking about Dyche is he a relegation firefighter and no more I mean is he unfairly put in a box and looked upon as the man if you want survival Sean Dyche is the man well if he is If he is, surely there's no better man and no better moment. I'm I'm not sure he's a relegation firefighter because he put Burnley into Europe one season. I think he's somebody that operates at a very decent level. And in a utopian world where Everton were operating at the top of the league, it might be a different discussion about Sean Dyche, but they're not in that world. Sean Dyche has got lots to reacquaint himself with in terms of ambition and aspiration and he's got an element of proving to do because he's been given a job Everton's a big football club it's not a big football club in terms of his performances right now but it's a big football club full stop he wanted a big football club he wanted a window of opportunity here's your window Sean 
here's your moment. You don't go into places when they're wonderful. You tend to go in them when they're broken. Now you're going to fix it. And I would think that this will give Everton a shot in the arm. Now, some of those players, don't they're not going to turn from pups into world beaters overnight, but what he's going to do is he's going to get some backbone into that team and he's going to get some robustness and some resilience yeah. and some ability to overcome adversity. That's what he's going to be. He's going to have to do it quick. So his message has got to be imparted fast. And I suspect Sean, if it is indeed Sean and it's done and Rob Seagull's done his deal and he's in there with a proper transaction, probably with a big bonus for keeping them up, will want to get his backside down and his head up Look at his split. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he articulates himself very, very well indeed, Martin. There's one thing saying it, there's another thing doing it. But I think the Everton players will buy into it because they know what they're getting with age. Bielsa was to walk in, you're like, hmm, well, uh, not sure what this guy wants. It's interesting, obviously, Everton are out of the FA Cup, so he's got a nice uh, seven or eight days to prepare against Arsenal, top of the league. <laughs> uh, huge challenge, and I think he'll relish that. You can just imagine, you can see it already, can't you? You can see how physical those Everton players will be, uh, how aggressive they'll be. Their manager um, will really be getting them at it, um, as Frank Lampard's tried to do and haven't been able to find that ingredient. So he'll find, he'll arrive, there's issues in the dressing room. Gordon doesn't want to stay. Decore. Well, apparently he's at Finch Farm this morning. Well, he has pitched up. Yeah, maybe his uh, attitude was, I won't be there while there isn't a manager. Now it sounds like there's someone turning up, he's going to turn <laughs> really? up as well. I'm not really sure what's gone wrong there. He hasn't really featured since Christmas, since Boxing Day. Um, his performances have gone completely downhill when he needs to show now that he is a true Evertonian and get in and fight and battle to stay up. Sean Dyche will hopefully persuade him to do that. Oh, followed by that is a game against Liverpool. Tonight, FA Cup action, Manchester City against Arsenal. So we'll get into that. We'll also talk about big Duncan Ferguson getting the job at Forest Green, Simon. Um, it's an interesting matchup, is it not? Dale Vince going for Duncan and Duncan getting used to what it's like working at the world's first carbon neutral club. Um, where I'm reliably informed uh, it's the only club around that takes the urine from away fans not literally and spreads it on the pitch because that's a good thing to do so Duncan no doubt will be becoming more and more well versed in matters like that he'll be becoming more and more well versed on uh, how to proceed with Forest Green Rovers but it is an interesting marriage, oh, isn't yeah. it? Did you, I mean, I saw the social media video of the clip where, you know, Duncan looks like fee fi fo fum I eat the blood of an Englishman standing there with a plant burger in his hands. Uh, so I didn't quite know what to make of it with the chairman telling him that the players get fed a stable diet of plant. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> to see. And, Dun and Duncan given us the great insight that the world is uh, getting warmer. So yeah. I, I, I learned something. What have you that. done for the carbon footprint this morning, Simon? Apart from what a, sitting in your limousine and what a, ah, shooting up. See, very good question. I I Did you boat. cycle to the station I came this morning, by boat this morning at seven o'clock? I came by boat. Oh, okay. So what's your answer did to you? that? <laughs> I did indeed. Very so good. That shut you up, didn't it? That's, well, that's unusual. Well, yeah, that's why you're dressed did, as you are. Is there CCTV evidence that he did? <laughs> Look at me. <him>, he <laughs> he's he's making it up. Yeah, to be fair to you, you did. I know the thing, the Thames Clipper, you jumped Correct. on that one morning Correct. and all the tourists got off. Now, uh, Martin, Anthony Gordon, uh, we understand, has been nowhere to be seen in recent days. Um, at Finch Farm, it was expected he and the other Everton players would pitch up for work, but he hasn't. We understand now, this morning, he has. He has arrived. So maybe on the day that Deitch gets appointed manager at Everton, um, Anthony Gordon has been back in and around the scene. You know, when you when you talk about matters like this, no doubt. Did you have a did you ever have an experience like this when you were at Arsenal? Obviously, you never did such a thing, Martin, and you had a few moves with Everton and Villa and whatnot. But a player seemingly agitating for a move, does it ever end well? Well, I mean, I've seen players, you know, 
positioned themselves but never seen anyone not, never turn up for work I mean I always feel that's almost unforgivable because when particularly when Everton are, in, are where they are he's just a young boy who who's an Evertonian fan um I, I find it hard to believe that he does not prepared. I mean, I looked at his journey, just tried a little on the train, Jim, sat on it for long enough. I had a little look to see when he last really started a game. I think he started the, the games just after the World Cup on Boxing Day. Um, then he hasn't really featured. Now, um, whether or not there's been a falling out with the manager, uh, a decline in his performance, there's been a few injuries. Um, but whatever you do, you turn up for work. And he hasn't, been, he hasn't done that. So it's almost unforgivable. He has to build bridges. Sean Dyche, one of his first jobs will be to try and get him back on board. I'm pretty certain of that. Whether they see this, though, as an opportunity to cash in, to get a little bit of money in Everton now, not doomed, not particularly strong financially anymore. Can he be the catalyst to, to maybe bring players? Is there enough time, Jim? I suspect not to do some business. It's about really getting everybody back on board to play and give their best for Everton, and he needs to do that quickly. I mean, you're a top pro, Martin. Would you look at the likes of Anthony Gordon in any different way if you were in that Everton dressing room today? Not like, really. I, mean, I think you, you have come to, to your work. Anthony. I think you get, you know, it's like a, you give people a fool's pardon, don't you? You want everybody back on board. Everyone's yeah. got their individual issues. Yeah, we don't know how Frank treated him. Whether it was a big falling out, he wanted to go to Chelsea. Talk of a big that's turned his head for clearly. Now there's talk of Newcastle. That's turning his head as well. He needs. He's got a football club where he is. He mm. needs to concentrate and do his best where he is right I now. I mean, the talk about Newcastle is probably the reason that he's staying away. But you would think, well, he can't affect that talk. So why not go to Finch Farm? We will find out the reasons in the fullness of time. I mentioned Virgil van Dijk earlier on. He, you know, when, when he was at Southampton and Liverpool was very, very hot in his trail, Virgil van Dijk, who I consider to be the most consummate of consummate professionals, ended up training on his own. I mean, it can surprise you how the paths that these stories take. Yeah, but Van Dyke had been around the block. Yeah, He'd been in Scotland. Lots of people took a look at him. It was it was it was a life changing opportunity for him. Of course, you know Gordon's seeing the same thing, but he's only a young boy. He's just developing, growing into the game. We don't really know yet how good he's going to be. There's not that yeah. consistency yeah. there was with Van Dyke. Um, it's never right though to down tools and say you're not going to play. I mean, you don't want that. Well, we it's don't know if he's done that. We don't know if he's done that, but certainly he has been conspicuous by his absence, although he has turned up today. You wonder, Simon, that fans don't believe for a moment everything they hear. Mm. I mean, in November 2021, Gordon joins Everton. It means everything to me and my family because I'm a local lad. This is my city. It's where I'm born. I was brought up here watching Everton and dreaming of doing what I'm doing now. So to finally be doing it, it couldn't be much better. Well, fine. But you are still an Everton player. Yeah. You're not at Newcastle yet. No. I mean, I would suspect he probably meant that when he said it. But that's about as, you know, that's about as deep as it goes. Because once an opportunity comes along that's better, most players, not all, will look at themselves rather than their obligations to the to the position that they find themselves. The other players in the dressing room have got no business dealing with what Anthony Gordon does. And they've got enough problems of their own to worry about because they're not exactly turning up. But I do think that if indeed he has been staying away, let's hope Keir Drapshan is not his agent, uh, but if he has been staying away... Then and and doing it in defiance um, of the uh, of, of the uh, ideal of supporting the team, then it's, it's out of order and and not necessary and and not part of what it should be. And people should call it out. The PFA should call it out. People that are supposed to represent people properly because it's a two way transaction. Now we don't know, Frank. You would have thought, being a central midfield player, being a person that works with young players and started working at Derby by taking all the young players from Chelsea and then had that year at Chelsea where he pretty much only had young players to work with and brought a lot of them through, you would have thought that he would have been the ideal person to have communicated with Anthony Gordon. So it's surprising to find that there's, you know, there's a relationship that's seemingly 
seemingly, I might add, breaking down. Maybe he's been watching Mick Lynch on TV and following the nation, thinking everyone should go and strike. But it doesn't bode well. It doesn't look good, and it shouldn't be tolerated. It's behaviour, isn't it? You have to carry yourself have in to a be certain a way as these young yeah. men. The PFA but they're pampered. The PFA Jim, Jim, represents players. These well, young players are pampered so much because they're on a pedestal all the way through their life. You know, from the minute they start to play football, right. they're separated within their own families. You know, Jemima doesn't do netball because he has to, Jimmy has to go and play football, do you know? And he's there, he's catered for, everything is, every need is catered for. And how do you God then have a, how do you then have a normal type personality who can accept things when they don't get their way? This is almost like spoiled child behaviour. But that's parenting as well, ultimately. It is, and clubs have to pay, you know, parent in the parent, right way. Parents yeah. have to be in the right place and right space. And, no, and most of the young men that are coming through football now are, are slightly more grounded. It is, I do accept, because I can be quite harsh, I do accept that if you're put in a position of enormous wealth, instantaneously, you know, Grown men singing your name from the terraces. It can be head turning. It can be changing of direction. That's why you need. If you allow it to be. Well, I think anyone that's a young man can be in that position. But also, if you don't have the right people around you yeah. giving you the right messages, then you will get carried away. And Sean Dyche can be really important now for this player's career. Yeah, I think so. Yes. To get him right yeah. on, the, on, back on the right track first. Behave yeah. yourself. Yeah. Get in line. And let's see what you can do and help this football club to stay up. I can imagine or, or, or what you maybe, would have done, Simon. Oh yeah, of course you can imagine, because it probably would have been the case. But what Sean Dyche needs to do is decide whether that player is worth turning around or the actual money that you might be able to get for him might be redeployed somewhere else. Because I'm sure Sean Dyche must have been doing some looking around at what Everton might be, what they could be, and what they might need to replace. And if they can't go into the transfer market without having to sell first and they can get proper money for Anthony Gordon, and pro by proper money I mean probably in their view closer to 40 million than 30, then it gives Sean Dyche a fighting fund to be able to redistribute in the side. Yeah. Ideally, you'd like a fit and focused, functioning, committed Anthony Gordon in your side because he's a good player. I mean, some of the most passionate, if I can describe them as that, Martin, Evertonians, rounded in Gordon in the street. Uh, as well as Gordon, one or two other players, and gave him an earful. Now, that probably wasn't to his liking, but it shouldn't affect his thinking at this time. Well, he should. It should be all hands to the pump until his situation changes, if indeed it is going to change before uh, Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I and mean, it ends, in, ends up at Newcastle. He might not, so if he doesn't, well, it's, it's pretty tough to I say. Think, I think... You know, Sean Dyer sitting down with the players. I talked about this before about meeting needs, talking to players, find out what's going on. What character have I got in front of me? Is it bad? Can yeah. we repair the damage? Yeah. Okay, no. Right. Antonio might be available at West Ham. There are options. Let's get into it. I don't know how Sean Dyer is. He's not really that prolific in the transfer market, having said that, but he's a different club. This is Everton now. So maybe it is. Maybe his first step is to spend some of that money and play, get the player out. So a lot of thinking to do for the manager immediately, and he's got to go to work quickly. One assumes, Jim... He'd have had one eye on the job and one eye on the, on the team yes. for the last number of weeks. Well, I mean, I'll be interested to hear from Anthony Gordon as and when he next speaks because we don't know the full story to it. And to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's maybe got his reasons for not having been at Finch Farm. But it does leave you scratching your head somewhat that he would choose to stay away, although he is, as I say, I emphasise he's back this morning. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Manchester City take on Arsenal tonight in the FA Cup fourth round. It's live on Talk Sport. Uh, Martin, obviously, you'll have a very keen eye on this. Pep has been talking because at one time Arteta, now of course in charge of Arsenal and pulling up trees with them, is uh, the man who used to sit shoulder to shoulder, side by side with Pep at Manchester City, helping Pep every which way he could. Guardiola has been talking about Arteta and he reflected on his journey in management so far. 
he could, I think, happen years before, one or two years before, it didn't happen what happened, and I'm not a guy to say, no, you have to stay with me. So everyone has a dreams. And I know he went to the team, his club, you know, the team he dreams of. So he's, I think, a supporter. He loves that club. I remember that uh, when we were together here, when we scored a lot of goals with our opponents, always he jam and celebrate, except one team. In one team, every time I scored a goal, I jam, come back, he was sitting there. It was Arsenal. So in that moment, I said, oh, that guy, that guy likes Arsenal, you know? And yeah, it's what it is. So it's like me, I'm training here, whatever, assistant coach in Barcelona called me, I will go to Barcelona. It's my club. Aha! So Barcelona is his club. Arsenal is Arteta's club. If he's I mean, the assistant, and he's not, he's the manager, so he's not going to be likely to leave there and go to Barcelona sometime soon, Jim. Yeah, what, what about but that, yes. though, this endorsement of this love affair that is seemingly lifelong for Arteta and Arsenal? Well, I think I think Pep's right. He's a man He's a man who needed to leave Man City to make his own way in the game. He needed to take his own team, Jim. Take his own team and see if he could actually... There would have been no point in him hanging around waiting for Pep to have left to have finished because we wouldn't know if he had the necessary credentials to be a top manager. We definitely know now that he's got that. Um of course, it's a it's an in, a huge match. Both best two teams in the Premier League. Does it have any uh, bearing in the title race? I think it does. Of course, it does because it's an opportunity for you to show how good you are up against your your best opponent. Man City have been the best team along with Liverpool now for a good number of years. Arsenal coming off on the on the rails in front in the Premier League. I think you want to show, give them a test. It's a great challenge for these players. You want to demonstrate that you're at the level now that you can compete with Man City. So do you, Arsenal go full strength? I think they won't be far away, Jim. I, I can't see that there's any reason why not. There's no round of 32 in Europe, the Europa League coming up for them. They they tidied that job up nicely, winning their their league. So they just need to concentrate on the Premier League and the FA Cup at the moment in tandem. I don't see a see a real issue with that. The strength and depth for the City teams is enormous. Um, and Arsenal right now have uh, got this fire, this fire in their bellies that the manager Pep's been talking about. He almost been look glowingly, isn't he? Uh, you know, at his former pupil and said, look what he's creating there. We need that back here. And this is a great chance for him to, his players, to prove they're still number one. I'm interested, interesting listening to Martin there. Yeah, it might not be far off full strength for Arsenal. And it does have a bearing in the title race. Mm. I, I wasn't sure that it would, but Martin's kind of made me think differently. Do you think it has a major bearing in the title race? Theoretically, no. Um, because ultimately they're not going to lose points in an FA Cup game, but practically probably yes. Um, the, you know, the mindset of players, if they get into a game, everyone's su suggesting now that they, there's one more box to tick because it's the constant, you know, does he need to validate himself some more? And, and I brought this up as well. They've got to play Man City twice in the league. If they were to lose both of those games, the league's wide, league's wide open again. And of course, if they were to win both of those games, the league is definitely in their hands and, and they'll be away with themselves. Yeah. So they can get a result against Manchester City in the FA Cup in a game where they haven't got to play for another week there's no midweek game Yeah. why wouldn't you put your best foot forward in a big tournament that you've got great history in it's the first thing that he's won as a manager with Arsenal and as a manager full stop so I expect them to be strong yes. Jim I think it's the thing about momentum as well so I've been very fortunate to have won two doubles and if you think of what Manchester United did in 99 when they beat Arsenal in that epic semi-final well if that didn't happen what would have happened to their momentum? We'll never know, but it probably would have affected it. Right. And I think we're in the same situation here. Right. If Man City really... I mean, it hasn't been great for Arsenal going to Man City in recent times. And if that were to happen, then it's a little bit... It's a, it's a strike across the bow for Arsenal. It, it would hurt them. 
But but I like really right, like what the manager's doing there. I think mm. he's rebuilding the culture of uh, of respect and that habit of winning. Yeah, and, and they it, are driven now. They're eating, breathing, sleeping football, Jim, and they're believing. They're now that belief grows, and there's a trust as well. Well, in your newspaper in column, Martin, and this is where you differ from Simon. You still got one; he doesn't. Bukaya oh, Saka. Oh, is that going to change? Oh, All right, is there breaking news on that? No, front? I'm not telling you. Just wait and see. All right, okay. Well, we have to ridicule him anymore. Back in print. Um, Bukayo Saka, Martin tells us in his uh, widely read newspaper column, is one player from Arteta's Arsenal team who'd walk into our Invincible site. You'd like to expand on that? Well, you feel I, you'd just stroll in? I, I don't want to take anything away from the, the current group, anybody else in the group, because there might be others in time that actually justify doing that. But right now, at this moment, I think Saka has been quite remarkable the way that he's playing. Jim, we look at Rashford and we say he's unplayable. We look at Foden and we say, well, got great feet, great trickery. And I see Saka has both of those qualities in abundance in it, himself. Yeah. He's got the pace. He can trick, he can faint past you. I don't think last week, Luke Shaw it had a nightmare played against him. Now, that's one of the best fullbacks in the country at the moment. And he couldn't work him out. He hits, he hits the strike from distance. Five minutes later, he does exactly the same thing. Couldn't stop him, knew what he was going to do. And he hits the base of the post. So this guy is really taking it to, to the next level. I think he's a uh, top class He's got the world at his feet, Jim. Yeah. I'm not sure he gets enough credit, in in fairness. We, when we saw what he did in the Euros, missed that penalty, came back from that. Um, I think that there was a great response to him around the country, I have to say. Um, and in the World Cup, he was magnificent. Yeah. So the challenges that he put before him, he keeps taking them. And I think he's, if Arsenal are going to do something this season, he has to be the one that I think really they invest in. Who would he replace in the invisible side? Well, that's a, it's probably on that right hand side. Is it? Is it Freddie Lundberg? Would it, would it be Freddie? I'd, Sorry, Freddie. Are so you picking Freddie out? I'm not picking Freddie. Was this one of your I'm, real impartial columns where you're not acting as a cheerleader? The point I'm making. Fault? The, point, the point I'm making is that I think he's at that level now. So comp- you don't want to do comparisons, but I, I, I see that he would. You'd have to give him games. I don't. Wenger yeah. would have wanted to sit him on the bench too often. It's a good column. It's a good column he's got in the newspaper. So where are you going to be writing? Mind your own business. All right, I'll watch. Bino. <laughs> Viz. Is, that another, Viz. is that another tabloid adventure? Oops, core blimey, exclam. He's working for the Financial Times, isn't he? Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back on Monday with England legend Stuart Pearce. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.